All right, welcome back for another edition of the Damn Podcast. Brandon Sprague, 1080 The Fan, Angie Machado, BeaverBlitz.com, live in studio once again this week. And uh, one and three. It, it, look, it's it's ugly for the Beavs right now. They are one and three. Jake Luton might be done for the year, and I don't know if Gary Anderson knows what's going on right now in the program. Seriously. I mean, ha- have they been able to catch a break? I mean, whether it's an injury, whether it's a first down call, a spot, a penalty, a turnover. They have not caught a break this year. Yeah, and you know, I'm trying to be I'm trying to stay optimistic in a time where pessimistic and realistic are blending together. Like it's just a fact this team's not very good that they seemed lost on both sides of the ball. Here's my optimistic observation from that game. They were hanging with them for a lot of the first half. Now you can put stock in that, or you could also flip that on me, which would very easily be Brandon. The Cougs were in a little bit of an offensive slump their first two games. They eventually snapped out of it. My my takeaway, though, that, that I took, and I, again, maybe this is me being po- uh, positive, was the fact that I, at halftime, I, I even looked at my husband and said, I want to see how the team comes out in the second half. And, you know, we've seen them basically quit the second half at Minnesota, at Portland State, at Colorado State. They just... And we saw them come out and fight. So the, the team isn't lost. It's just a matter of, you know, I mean, seriously, just a couple, you know, balls bouncing the other way. And I, I hate to say that, but, um, you know, this team has a long way to go. But um, the, the hardest part is the fact that they do. They, they look lost. Well, and you had, I mean, how much of a blow was the punt? When oh. they go to punt and he Perebski just drops the ball, loses it, and you turn around and Washington State recovers, gets a touchdown for yeah. the half. And, and how do you even, I mean, he didn't even know where that ball went. Yeah, he instantly like turned behind him as if the ball. He thought the ball went all the way back, head. but yeah, I I just you know Angie, I know this year is really tough for Beaver fan, given expectation and where their team is at. And there's not just we're being honest. There's not a lot to highlight for the year. Oh. Um, they're young. I mean, that's I guess if you're gonna have some some stock into some things. I mean, yeah, the young guys are getting getting playing time. Can I tell you where I went Saturday watching that game? Where? I went I, I went two different places. I went dark, sadistic Brandon, <laughs> which totally exists as a sports fan. Okay, okay. And then I went optimistic, always look on the bright side Brandon, which was that doesn't... Was after the game? No, this was during the second oh, half oh, blowout. The, oh, this was after. Both. This is once they were officially just getting cooked. And yeah, I did both. So the first one I did was, I'm tired of this crap. <laughs> it's pathetic. They're getting destroyed. I thought they'd be much better than this. And I went dark and bad, and I said, maybe my expectations are stupid. Maybe I'm the moron here. And so I looked back to their their history, and I went to 1978. 1978 was the first year of Pac-10 uh, Pac play. It's when it became the Pac-10 from the Pac-8. And I started it that year, and I went to current day. Now, minus this season, so 39 years, okay. they have had 11 seasons of over 500. So that's 28 seasons of 500 or worse football. Just the reality is they are not they're not a good football program. Now, a lot of those 11 seasons by the way, it should be noted, that came post 1998. 99 Erickson comes in and they he wins 7 games and then they make the jump eventually to Fiesta Bowl and then Riley comes back and they have some pretty good years. But still, traditionally, this program is just not very good. So I went there instantly of maybe just as a fan, I'm not realistic. Just Oregon State's not a good football program. 
and I want them to be, but they're not. Optimistic Brandon said, hey, maybe instead of having all of this thought of Gary Anderson and where they should be, you know, Mike McIntyre in Colorado was a big one thrown around for people. Maybe simply we should look at Mike Leach and the opponent they're facing where he went 3-9, and 6-7, and seven, lost a bowl game, but went to 1-1. And then year three dipped back down to three and nine. And I know Kook fans personally. Oh, they were. They called for for him. Yeah, Yeah. they were like, this dude can't win. He's done. He's washed. He can't win in in Pullman. And I'm not saying they're going to get to nine wins every year like they have the last couple years uh, with Mike Leach. But maybe that's the way to more view Gary Anderson. Well, that's, you know, you, you look at it too. And I was just in Corvallis. So basically, I. If you've been on Beaver Blitz and I haven't been on this morning or today, it's because I got in my car, drove down to Corvallis, was at practice. Did, had some you know, meetings. Had some meetings and then turned around and came back You've up. You had a very busy day. It was crazy. So um, I haven't been on Beaver Blitz. But, um, you know, you look at it too, Brandon, and I know everybody's expectations. And I think Gary Anderson thought that this was the year it flipped. Honestly, though, look back to last year. I, you know, I, I made the comment to someone down in Corvallis today that expectations after the way they finished the season were high. That person said back to me, yes, but look at the, you know, honestly, they feel that the team is basically the same place they were last year. They just played two really, really bad offense, bad defenses yeah. last year in Arizona and Oregon. Mm-hmm. You know, Arizona had already mailed it in by the yeah. time they played. And Oregon, Oregon was, same thing. And Oregon had like the, the worst defense in, in the in the country. So, yeah. um, you know, maybe we are in the same spot. Maybe it is a four-year rebuild. I What I don't see, though, is you know, senior leadership. It's a small senior class. And as much as I love some of those guys on a personal level and they're great interviews and I and I want them to succeed, I don't see any of those guys that are going to be like banging heads and, and getting no. the team to buy in. No, they, they well, they haven't played very well either. I mean, I, th- I think that just kind of is what it is. And it's no offense to anybody. But then you also mix the leadership and not having like the senior who's like, let's go, let's go, getting the sophomores up, this freshman up that are playing. Um Look at the four-year build. I want to ask you this. I think this is an interesting thought that I've had with other people. What is the expectation in Corvallis? Now, I'm not talking about this year. I'm not talking about what a peak season is for Gary Anderson's tenure in Corvallis. Just where do you think Beaver fan resides in? When you say Oregon State football to your Beaver Blitz members, the masses, the fans in the stadiums, how many wins is that? What's the realistic view from fans about where Oregon State probably should be? You know, we had this uh, discussion one night, and we have a Wednesday night chat on Blitz. And I thought about it. And I need to be a part of this, yes, by the way. To, what time does that go on? 7.30. 7.30 in You the need lodge. to shoot me a text and a login, okay. awesome. and I, I want to be a part of this. I'm kind of just okay. curious how yeah. people, what, what the conversations are like on Blitz. It, it's it's been down lately. I mean, I'm not going to uh, yeah, lie. Yeah, I'd imagine. But, you know, there's some good facts space, too. There's some good facts in there. Um but I thought about this, and I think realistically as a Beaver fan, and I think most people are on this page, they don't expect a Rose Bowl every year. They they ex- they would love a Rose Bowl once every 10 years. Once every 10? Once every 10 to 15, right? You okay. Know, and then some decent bowl games, you know, a, a Holiday Bowl, a Alamo Bowl. So you know? like a 9 to maybe 10 win season because win, you're, yeah. you're one of the higher bowl games. And then, you know, there, you know, there's going to be years that you don't have a bowl game. You know, maybe one, and then you know, on at kind of on a four year, yeah. like a four year. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, yeah. have a have a maybe a no bowl. Then a and this is realistic. This is not what people want, but you know, like if you had a no bowl game as you're building, then a mid level bowl, maybe an upper level bowl, mm-hmm. maybe a mid level. Maybe you do peak and get to a rose bowl every, like I said, ten, twelve, fifteen yeah. years. 
But, um, you know, just some consistency. Mm-hmm. And that consistency, consistency doesn't necessarily mean 10 wins every year. It means, you know, that you're kind of keeping, keeping steady and you don't have, A, blowout losses. You don't have one in 11 seasons. You know, the, even the, the non-bowl games are, you know, maybe a five-win season. So if I, if I said on average you'd be okay with seven wins, wrong or right? I think that's I think that's realistic. Do you think fans are realistic enough to say that? Some. I mean, I know technically, I, at least me, I can speak for this. I, I'm a fan. I want to watch them yeah. win. I don't want to watch them suck. Like I went there. You know, I have a lot financially invested in that university. I'm still paying that crap off. Like I, <laughs> I at least want to see some decent. I love college football. I want to yeah. see my team be competitive at least. Yeah. I, it's just a matter. And that's the hardest part I think about this year is yeah. that. It's not so much, you know, if it's still, you know, rebuild, we get that it has to be a rebuild, but you're not seeing the heart and the passion. I, I think we saw that a little more against, against Washington. Washington did State. we see that or did we see, did, did we see kind of the desperation of one last run, one last push to try to change things? They were 21 points on that team a year ago. They lost by 30 points to this team this year. Um, so it's, I think it's almost like a chicken in the egg. Which do you yeah. really... Which do you think is first? Do you think that they came out, as your phone's going off, do you think that they came out and they said, all right, this is it. Let's let's go. Let's get this going. We got that confidence. They push it. They're close. And then some blunders. Or do you think simply Washington State struggled, found their identity, and this team is a game away from quitting? I hope they're not going to quit because. Well, I worry about that. I, I think too. they're going to slip I, to one and five. I, I complete. Well, yeah. I mean, look at what we have coming up. And Colorado. I think Colorado can run the ball. On yeah, them. yeah. I mean, that's you know, Coach Clune today after practice said he is is. What's the word I want? He's he's starting to feel a little optimistic that they are going. They're doing better with the run game, but he also said they're small steps. They didn't play a running team exactly. And they the first run they had was in the second quarter, and the kid busted it for twenty five yards exactly. And that's. You know, what we keep hearing is that they don't do this stuff in practice, that they're practicing well. But I, I saw through the door today, sitting in the in the Truax Center, um, the scout team offense, get a first down on your first team defense. Oh, God. I don't want to hear that. So, I, I mean, think that, that just, I mean, it just reassures how people feel in terms of the team they're watching, you know? Yeah. And that, I think that's the tough part. Now, I'm also weird and I'm, I'm going after my own hide here, admittedly, but I'm a weird cat who... I've rooted for Oregon State for a while. I didn't grow up with an allegiance to either school. I went to Oregon State. And once I became a fan and rooting for them, you know, my interest peaks, right? It gets to where we going, where we're at, whether that's Riley or it's Anderson. I'm just weird and different, Angie, in the sense of even if my team sucks, I'm I'm, I'm interested to know why they suck so bad. Yeah, no, exactly. Whereas I don't get people that, and I see it on Twitter, um, you maybe you've experienced it on Blitz. I see it sometimes uh, in my email from radio listeners, like the interest of people in like I don't care. Well, if you don't care when they suck or why they suck, why should you care when they win or why should you be allowed to care when they win? I, I just I, I differ from a lot of people, yeah. Yeah. and I don't mean to. If that's you that I'm talking to and you're listening right now, apologies for maybe offending you, but the reality is. I think it's fascinating to know why this team is playing this way. This is this is '90s bad. This is Pettibone era bad. Yeah, but even even in the I mean, see, that's that was me. I was there in the in the late mid late '90s. The defenses were so good. 
You know, at least they had the defenses that. So who was the hard. coach in the eighties? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's what I've heard. I mean I wasn't watching them then, but I've heard it could be that bad. You know, it's it's both sides of the ball. I mean I don't I, you can't just pinpoint one area. I mean yeah the run defense is bad, but the offense isn't much better. Oh God, I know, I know, and you know I there were flashes of the run game doing something. But here's the other thing is people point to the null run. What was it, 45 yards that he had? Yeah, but when you watch that, were he you... Broke he four broke four tackles. It. Yes. I, I mean, watched that twice. I re I re I rewound <laughs> Amy, it on my TV. Amy Schwartz on Blitz is covering it, and we said the same thing. She's like, even that run was a broken play that he should have been tackled. Yeah, he broke four tackles, improvised, being, got through yeah, a seam, and he was yeah. gone. So it's... But I'm with you, Brandon. I'm, But it's, it's also my job. I mean, yeah. I... I, I actually laughed with my husband the other day. I was like, oh my gosh, it would be so much easier if I was just, you know, making lattes right now and being oh, a barista. God. But I'm intrigued. I mean, it's, it's, there's so many different levels here, you know, psychological, the mental side of things, the physical side of things. They're not, if they're not ready, you know, I, I go back to why were they out of shape coming into fall camp? You know, how does that even happen? Do you, you so you buy that? Mm hmm. Which is weird, it considering is weird. how much Isn't they've how hyped much they, up their hi, exercise yeah, their program. Strength, and then, you know, but, you, yeah, I mean, it's no joke that I should work out more, too, but you can tell a kid he has to work out if he doesn't, if he doesn't go hard, or if he still goes and eats his McDonald's after practice. Well, and, I know this from, I have a buddy, because I've gotten more into running cardio mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, I, I got into lifting a little bit in college, and I, I, I was at like 185, which mm-hmm. was the biggest I've ever been in my life. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty strong, but I looked like I was kind of fat chubby, just the way my body is. <laughs> but then I got out and like the older I'm getting, the more I'm like, you know, I'm 165 now. So I've lost 20 pounds since college, just doing a lot of running yeah. stuff, right? I have a buddy who went the other way where he okay. did a lot of running in college and now he lifts weights. And we went running and he was out of breath after like a mile. And you know, I was like, are you in shape? He's like, I've just been lifting. Sometimes when all you do is lift, 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 you can be strong. That's not helping you in summer heat when you're getting on a football field in pads. Or your altitude. Altitude. Like whatever your uh, your circumstance, you can be strong all you want. And by the way, I still don't or haven't figured out what does that really mean to be able to say your team squats 6,000 more pounds or whatever. And I don't think Gary Anderson has an answer for that. But it's not always that you have to be... 350 or bench pressing 420 some of those kids i think you're right they just don't seem like they ran they more like been focusing on the the weightlifting mm-hmm. stuff you know yeah i think that that's maybe yeah. a part of it yeah i and i you know i don't know how that happened i mean these are the questions that you just kind of sit back and you know while they're in shape and i and i know coach simon and and micah cloward i mean they're amazing i i've gotten the chance to work out with them a couple of times with the team and they have a great program in place but yeah how does that and it wasn't the whole team. No. But I don't know. I, I love the talk of running, though. I've just started because I found this KT tape stuff and it's totally. KT bad... tape is amazing. It's like the hood to coast thing yeah, to do. Yeah. And I tried to, I have bad knee. I have mm-hmm. a bad knee and I And it never, goes away, I have right? Never been a runner. Yeah. I've never, ever been a runner. Um, and I'm older than I was, you know, whenever I did my, I did a 5K. I used to be the kid that told my mom I was sick on mile run day in PE. Yeah. Remember you had to run the mile? Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, I'm sick. I can't go. <laughs> See, I my go teacher school. never told me and we didn't know. And they'd be like, hey, you're oh, yeah. running a mile? And yeah. I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah, no. So I was like the 15-minute miler, right? Like walking out yeah. of breath. Way to go, Angie. Yeah. Real yeah. effort. Well, real yes. real effort, Angie. I'm telling your parents. <laughs> and I and I hate it running and I hated it. And now, I so I did boot camp years ago 
and did a 5K. And I'm not going to say it was fast, but I was proud of myself. Mm-hmm. It was like a 36-minute 5K, so yeah. a 12-minute mile. Yeah. I've been running now. And I you know, I told you one day, oh, yeah, I went on a run. You're like, oh, how far did you go? And I'm like, three miles. <laughs> but I'm down to the 10, like... 10:20. So you know I'm making progress. Yeah. And I'm old. But so, KT tape can save your KT life. Tape, I know. I'm not even sponsored, but holy smokes. I know they stuff. had one at the uh, the Hood to Coast stop, and people were like, they had pros doing yeah. it. And I know my husband did Hood to Coast same thing. Like, oh, he said it like took away back pain that he had. Yes, and... my my brother in law had that with his shins. Yeah. Put KT tape on. I was like, dude, it's it's like it went away. It was like Look a medication. Look at KT tape on. if you're listening. You know, yeah, shout out on shout the, out uh, the damn right podcast, man. So I totally got off topic there, but um, talking about being in shape, these guys, you know. Uh, this whole thing is intriguing to me. And then it's intriguing, you know, the talk on the message boards. And I'm sure you see it on Twitter and on your radio show. Then you actually start going into, I mean, is it bad enough for midseason changes? I th- I thought we would have saw something by now. You do. But um, we haven't. So now I'm kind of thinking you write it out to the end of the year. I do. Too. I mean, uh, what good is it going to do at game eight? Yeah. So you, know, you're four you write in. it out, but then what changes do you make? Well... <sighs> It's it's a touchy topic. It is. It's right? a very touchy topic. But let's, we are in the hypothetical business. We are. We are. Assuming it stays with about what it is, maybe you win another game, you beat Arizona, Arizona State or something, and they win two games. I don't know how you're not making huge changes on both sides of the ball. I'll go that far. Yeah. No, and that's, I won't, I'm not going to say names. Yeah, I, I think you names, pick it up what I'm saying. But I, I yeah, I completely agree because, because <clears throat> well, go ahead. You have players that look like, they look confused. They're not being developed or at least ready, game ready. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple kids that I'm watching this year that I had expectations for and I don't know where they are yeah. or what they're doing. And I but don't. they look like they've never played football before. Well, yeah. But is that a coaching thing or is it a, is it a talent thing? I think the talent's gotten better, and I think we're going to be seeing from where that. it was when he got there. He no got doubt. There, yes. Um, I don't know. Here's the other thing too: is even the Dave Baldwin, and this is going back a little bit, but like the Dave Baldwin demotion, which you can't call it anything mm-hmm. but, where he goes from OC one year to wide receiver coach the next. I mean, let's go back to that year. He was given a hand of having he a wasn't wide, wide receiver, receiver coach because he had Brent Brennan. He was tight end coach. That's right. He was inside. Yeah, they, they had oh, a weird yeah, title for him. In, yeah. Inside receiver, yeah. which is basically tight ends. But he had Seth Collins as his quarterback, and McMarion was what a freshman at that point, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, I just think I wonder if Gary is overreacting a lot quicker than maybe he should. And it's one of the millions of questions I feel like I have for why this program is maybe here. Well, and one of the things now, and you know thoughts to Jake Luton and he as he recovers from from that I mean that was a tough hit well it was, that was good to see the uh, thumbs up yes that I, at first I didn't think he was going to do it right you know I was like come on come on Jake give us a thumbs up well, he was up. unconscious when yeah, he got oh, hit he was, that was yeah. evident um, but when they were carrying him off on the stretcher I was and I also as a mom I saw his dad get into the cart with him and I was and I saw his mom in the field and I looked at my kids and I'm like oh hell no yeah if that was my kid dad would be walking because I'm dad's a paramedic though I believe so it makes makes some sense but, yeah um, I wonder, and this is, I wonder what the offense will do now that Gerritsen is back. Because this is an offense that was completely formulated and created, meaning the offensive line, blocking schemes mm-hmm. for an RPO offense. Then you bring in a Jake Luton, who is more of a pro style. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if, if we might see an uptick. I, I don't know. This is my hypothetical. Do you think the would... offense maybe gets better given the style the and style the quarterback now? Where's but, the where's the accuracy go though? Because that was what Garrettson was really bad at post Minnesota was 
he just went into a moment of he couldn't throw the well, ball. Well, you're not going to be throwing down, deep downfield, which Luton could do. But um, I saw I saw already an improvement just in the few plays that that Garrison did that the where he placed the ball mm-hmm. and his shorter throws was in a better position for the receiver. They weren't going behind them. Um, they were catching it in stride. Um, it's the same. It's the same basic thing I remember seeing with and I'll go back here. Mannion Vaz. Yeah. You, know, you had Mannion who could throw the ball a mile. But, you know, Brandon Cooks might have to slow up or had to turn around to catch, whereas Vaz maybe couldn't throw it as far. But the ones he threw were on the money for the guy to catch it right over his shoulder and keep going. Yeah. Maybe that helps. I don't know. Like I said, I wish they were playing somebody besides Washington because, I mean, you look at, they have Washington and USC coming up. Don't they have Washington, SC, Colorado, and Stanford? Is that yes. their next four? Yes. So that's, 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 yeah, well, I picked, you know, matches up well with Stanford and they don't look to be the juggernaut that, uh, no. And I picked preseason. That was my upset. I thought if the Beavs were going to be a bowl team, they had to pull an upset. And I picked like Stanford was mine because I could see Stanford coming to Reeser. It's a Thursday night game. Thursday night game. It's a good, well, it's not good, but it's a decent crowd. Like at least the students are drunk and into (laughs) it. And Stanford's quarterback struggles. They struggle and Oregon State ekes out one. And maybe that's still going to be the case. But I can't help but initially, just in my mind, even with no quarterback play, think, yeah, Stanford still can run the ball. Yeah. Like, let's give credit when credit is due. Uh, San Diego State, I don't understand that loss, but that's their usual Stanford loss where they leave you scratching your head. And USC is USC. Yeah. So I know they're one and two, and it's it's a tough starting. And Keller Christ was, what, through 64 yards. But I'm, I still can't help but, based on this team, judge and say, you might be looking at one and seven. And then the rest is basically, how can you get another game at, at any point? At any point. Because even Cal, I mean, I thought Cal would be a, a, a win, easy win. You're not scared about that Cal offense now against this defense? I am. Oh, completely now. No, before the season, I was like, okay, Cal would be a win. And can the Beavers score 45? Because it may take 45 points to beat Cal. I don't see it. You know, a, a team that the Beavers can score. We haven't seen that. And then and Arizona, as bad as they may end up being. They're number one in rushing in this conference. They are going to run the the hell out of you. Yeah. And that's kind of a weakness for this program. Arizona State coming to Corvallis in in November could be. That might be your game. Yeah. That might be because I'm I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. And I'm not sold on the Ducks, but I can't I can't say that right now. I feel confident facing an Oregon team in in Autzen. Yeah. I know it's the rivalry. Maybe they'll surprise us. We've been surprised before, but right now it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just it. You know, somebody mentioned that today down in Corvallis and. And was talking about you know Oregon, and I said, well, I don't think they're as good as Duck fan might want you to think they are because mm-hmm. their wins. I mean, I'm not. I don't think Nebraska is very good. No, but their schedule is going to help them out but a ton. Their schedule is going to help. They them. might be five and zero. Oh. Their ske- and then they get the juice. They have the the motivation and yep. the you know that swag. So, where's that at on this at this in this program? Where, where is that? I feel like this it's program missing. had it, and I don't know if it's because they just simply won two games. Or there was a coaching change that I'm not thinking about that made this go away. But you have to admit, when you say the juice, right? The swag. The swag. We're seeing it in Eugene week one that they're dancing on the sidelines because they're so amped Because they look like staff. they're having fun yes. playing football. Yes. And I'll, I'll say this every week. Keith Hayward and Greeny is still the weirdest bleeping <laughs> thing I've ever seen. If you know him personally, let him know I said that. Um, and I felt like we saw at the end of last year when they beat Arizona, they beat Oregon. Everybody pumped, screaming at the end of the games, coming into the offseason. We're, we're trying to take that next step and be a bowl team. And you come out and you look lifeless. I, I don't get, yeah. how does that happen? How does it happen? I, they don't look like they're having fun. They don't look like, um, they look tentative, like they're thinking too much. Yes. And they're not 
having fun playing football. So, no. I, you know, I don't, it, it was funny because Saturday, later after the game, somehow we were flipping through and somebody on Blitz had said that the Fie- or, uh, Fiesta Bowl was being played on Pac-12 net. Oh, Notre Dame. And so we flipped that on and my kids, I'm having them watch it and I tweeted about it. I'm like, hey, you guys, you know, and people were telling me, you know, you got to live in the now and, you know, get... but I'll Excuse tell you Excuse me what, for my team getting 50 put up yeah, on them for me want to watch the Fiesta Bowl. I will tell you Bowl. what about the Fiesta Bowl and I'm not trying to live in the past and I'm I'm not all Jonathan Smith needs to come back and be the, mm-hmm. you know, O coordinator or whatever people have been. Stuck. I don't know if he's leaving Washington yes, to be an O coordinator I, yeah, somewhere else. Yeah. I think it's but, a head coaching um, gig he's looking for. But what I saw and what made that team so much fun to watch was the energy, the defense. I mean, think that about, team had swag. Had, yes, yeah, Juco kids, yeah. older Riley I recruits. Mean, they they had fun playing the game, and they it was black fun to watch. and white. You had yeah. both races of kids on that field just going nuts with each it other. It was such a fun yep. game. To, I mean, the whole season was fun, but you know, and people talked about the thugs and all the pat downs, and I I liked it. I yeah. thought that was fun and. I don't know. No, I mean, I, I, I see what you're saying, and I can't help but... I mean, at this point, I almost am like, put put 11 guys on the field, your 11 best guys, like street style, playground style, and just let them play. Can we... Just um, go. Can we give like a uh, shout-out award, like the beaver of the, the week? Sure. Maybe we start doing that. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with one that maybe you agree or disagree with, but I actually walked away going... I wouldn't mind him getting more PT. I liked him a lot. Austin Hudson. Yeah. I thought yeah. Austin Hudson laid the wood. I thought he was pretty good in pass per, uh, pass um, defense. Pass mm-hmm. defense. I liked what I saw. It wasn't perfect by any yeah. means, yeah. but it, it felt like, I don't know, it kind of felt like maybe he should be the starter. I, I respect Jalen Moore a lot, and I, I get that he's a good player, and he clearly was put ahead on the depth chart for a reason, but... I don't know. Austin Hudson, maybe okay, it's because how bad your... they lost. He just stuck and out this, to me. See, now Brandon just strung, sprung this one on me, so I didn't have time, but I... I just thought about yeah, it right now. that's good. And I liked Shamar Smith. That would be my... Uh, Shamar Smith I liked first, a lot. First sack, yes. first sack of the year. He was active. Very active. <laughs> like, I just... I, wanted, I want the kids... Wetzel, I didn't see a lot from him uh-huh. Saturday, but that's a kid that... Like, you see him at practice. He is up, right? You know, he's dancing between plays. He's He's excited to be there. I like it. I like the energy. I just, yeah, I think that's my thing. They may not win another game all year, but right? But you want to see passion. But I want to. I want the kids that are out there putting it on the line, passionate. You can tell that they're taking advantage, or at least they're pumped to be on the field. I want those kids to play. Yeah. And to me, Shamar Smith is somebody absolutely deserving of recognition. And to me, Austin Hudson stuck out David as well. David Morris is another one. Dave, well, David Morris has been a stud this yeah. year, which is, shout out to the Sherwood Bowman yes. for that one. But um, no, it's... There's been some positives, yes. not a lot, but player-wise, there have been a couple positives for this program. It's just about trying to establish or figure out where you get the energy of this. Like, where, How do you continue to string okay, this along? This totally just made me think of this, though. So then you look at energy, and it was good to see Seth Collins back. But He, he kind of went away a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I but see what you're saying. What do you—it strikes some people on Blitz wrong when they're getting their butts killed— Butts kicked, and he's you know talking smack. Do when, you take that as a when they're hey, getting killed? When yeah, the team's shut up. getting yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I I all respect, and I I can't begin to tell you on a personal level how happy I am to see that kid, mm-hmm. given what he's gone through. He is absolutely the most cocky, loudmouth player on that team, 
And I'm okay with that. I think you have to have that. Yes, that is part of your swag. Jay Irvine has it too. I mean, I saw a couple times he broke up a pass and he's up there shaking his finger. You you need that. But there's also a time and place where you now go into the, um, you look like kind of the idiot. I don't know how else to put that without sounding mean. When you're down by 40 and you're... Nobody cares that you caught a pass or you're clapping real loud. Like at that point, Washington State just points to the scoreboard and goes, yeah. Bruh, <laughs> you're down a lot of scores. A lot. Your pass was eight yards. Like, so I like it. I just think there's also time and place. If you're you're pulling an upset and you're fighting with the Huskies or whatever, keep bringing keep it. Bringing keep it. bringing it all long. Even if you lose, at least you're there bringing that energy because this team truly, truly lacks it. Um, one more little thing before we get to the damn questions. Yeah, okay. and I don't know what we have on Blitz, but. I, I posed a question to some people on Twitter. I got okay. a few responses. Okay. I put it out a little late, but I put I got a couple responses that I want to read. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is where you think, how you feel about what Oregon State thinks of Gary Anderson right now. So I, I just to get, kind of clarify, okay. sorry yeah. for not putting that out more clear, but I keep seeing the Gary Anderson stuff and I just think it's completely unrealistic of any hot seat talk. I don't know where we're getting that money. Mm-hmm. We don't have money to finish the stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, like, you still have Wayne Tinkle, Scott Ruick's earning bonuses with the amount of success he has. Pat Casey getting bonuses. This is not a program that's rolling in dough. They're not sitting there paying assistant coaches $800,000 a year. They don't have money. And so this notion that people think he's on the hot seat or should be out... I'm sorry, I just don't see it. Realistically, Oregon State's not that kind of program. No, I, and honestly, if you, you can see it on Gary Anderson's face when you talk to him, he's just as confused and I think wondering what's going wrong. And I think he's trying to fix as much as he can, right? You know, it's, it's not like he, he or the coaches or the players are going out there saying, can we lose by 70 today? You know, no. they're not. They're not trying that at all. Um, and just like Beaver fan, it's it's a struggle you know, know that he's, I think, fighting. You know, he looks pretty tired. You look at him. I bet he's not getting a whole lot of sleep at he, night. He seems, he does seem to be in a weird place where he's really shell-shocked by this. Yeah, Like, yeah. he doesn't I, know how to explain I really, it. I really think he, he is. And um, How's he going to feel if they do drop their next yeah. three and they're one and six? And that's, you know, that's where the hard decisions come in because you're right. I don't see Gary Anderson on the hot seat at all. Um but I, he may very well have to make some really tough decisions with some of his longtime friends, and uh, that may have to. Uh, well, you know, here's the thing: I don't think he's he's not a Mike Riley loyal. I think he's no. loyal because he just seems like the kind of character he has. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure he has a Riley fault loyalty yes. to the death. Yes, where it takes him as long to make decisions on certain coordinators yeah. or coaches. I agree. I with think that. he understands the circumstance. The disappointment mm-hmm. he's hearing from it from the administration because you know they're hearing oh, from it from the yeah, boosters. Yeah. So it's 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 ugly and it's not where you want it to be. But I don't I don't think it's realistic to say that he's gone nor no, no. that he's going to stay loyal to guys. No. Um, okay, so I want to get to this. I posed this question on Twitter, and I got a few responses. So I just want to read it real quick. I, I basically said, let me find it. I basically said. Uh, how do you feel about Gary Anderson year three? Okay. Just to kind of see yeah, where just... some people chime in. And I want to read a few of these real quick. I got one says, I want to believe 
but he's not making it easy. Very good point. I uh, got another one. Frustrated, expected more in year three, but Gary Anderson deserves four years. In my opinion, he needs to make some changes to right the ship, though. That's from Witty Beave. I, yeah. Basically, I think that's what we're hitting on. Yeah. Um, see, Johnny Motomochi. Shout out Johnny. Hey, Johnny. P1 listener to the podcast and the radio show when he can. Also a uh, golf coach at Oregon State. Are we going to win another game this year? He didn't even answer the question. Just simply, <laughs> are we even going to win a game? Uh, yeah, I think they will win one more. Arizona, Arizona State, that's it. I mean, I think that those are your game, those are your ball games to go win. Yeah, I I agree there. Um, Chris chimed in with a laughing emoji about eight times. <laughs> following that up with, is this that is that a real question? His ass needs to go. He has regressed and totally lost the locker room. Hashtag not a clue. So I think we answered kind of the when well, I answered his question. Okay, but I, I did talk to several part. people in Corvallis today and. Everyone emphatically said he has not lost the locker room. We'll see what it is after USC. Yeah. If you get steamrolled by Washington and then you go to LA and you, Darnold throws all over you, I, I, I like the guy a lot, Angie, but one in five is a different feeling than one in three, right? One in five is, oh my God, we are four games under. And then you lose to Colorado. I just I think there's a balance there. Yeah. It's delicate oh, yeah. where you, the next couple games he could lose it. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't. He's not going to get fired. Tom Vaughn says not getting the job done. Great talker, but poor product on the field, which is one I've seen a few different times that people admire the way he talks and addresses things in interviews, but it doesn't really seem to be adding up to much thus far. Um, somebody else, Nolan said he's the best coach OSU is getting for their money right now. Let him coach out his deal and reevaluate then. Okay. What's this deal go to 2021? Yes. And that's a different topic too. That might be a next week topic. Yeah. If they lose to, well, yeah, we're getting ready for the Washington game. Should they have extended him? And it's very easy right now to sit here on chairs and, and ask that question, but it's also reality of, of where they're at. Should they have extended him after a four-win season? By the way, Barnes wasn't hired at that point. No, he was not. That was that a, was a Stansberry, uh, move. Stansberry move. And then they brought in Barnes' boy. Yeah. So, again, hindsight, but that's something maybe we get into in the yeah, uh, because that, next weeks. I think that helps recruiting and, and that you can say he's been extended. But at Oregon State, it means a lot. Like, Mike Riley got an extension for a year at Nebraska, which... That doesn't mean a whole lot because Nebraska oh, has the money just to... They'll you know, fire him if yeah, they want to. Yeah. I mean, just, it is what it is. Jordan asked a pretty good question. This seems to be a pretty common theme for people, and I'm noticing the same thing. Can't run the ball, can't pass the ball, can't stop the run, can't stop the pass, and not great special teams. What's the identity? <laughs> I've, I've said that weekly now, and I, I, I hate saying that because Coach Riley, if you remember, Coach Riley would used to come in early press conferences, you know, after mm-hmm. the struggles in the early early season. Well, yeah, we're just looking for our identity. Wait, and, and I would cringe every time he said it. But Oregon State, that's all I can point to now. There is no identity. You know, we've talked about it, about the offense. He wants a, a, a quarterback that can beat you with his arms, his legs, and, or his arm, his legs, and his mind. Yet, then he goes out and gets Luton. Which yeah, is a the legs thing. Guy. Yeah. So that's just there is no identity. I you know that needs. That's why I'm hoping maybe with Garrettson back, it goes back to his original identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spencer wonders, assuming Luton is out a while, how short would Garrison's leash be? Do you think we see Connor Blount in the next few weeks? No, I don't think so either. No, I think this is Connor Garrison. Blount wasn't even in the, in the discussion for the top three. Who is the third quarterback right now? Connor. 
That's it. Now that Marcus So what is happens gone, if Garrettson goes? Then I guess you're putting Connor Blount in. And then you have Aiden Willard, who's a redshirt freshman. And you don't want to burn no, that. No. Holy cow. And then I guess you're looking at bringing Mason Moran, who never got a shot, back over from safety. You can't do that. That's but not fair to it's him. It's not fair to him. Uh, Alpha, Omega, Black and Orange, 86. Croots and commits staying, plus so far. But for how long at this rate? Prize Croots like TH and IC long shots or even at all now? And he put you on that tweet. TH. Oh, that's... Uh, Talanoa, Tala, Mufanga, yeah, and, and then Isa Crocker. Yeah. Long um, shots are even at all now. No, Oregon State's still in it. Um, Where would you power rank it real quick for the Crescent Valley kid? I can't. I don't want to butcher SC, his name. SC, I believe, would probably be my leader for okay. him. I think Oregon State is still in it. I, you know, I, I think they have fallen some. He had a great visit to Utah this past weekend. Um, Will they sneak in like a? They could top five. They could. Um, Nebraska is in there. Okay, but family has a connection with Riley yep. from his brother being, which that could very be very short lived. Given that what could Riley's be as well. So with. you know, it. Isa Crocker's another one has a lot of uh, friends on the team. You know, this the no, they're still in contact with Oregon State. They're still you know looking at Oregon State. Um, the commits they have seem very solid and. You know, that's what Oregon State is selling right now is the fact that, hey, you need to come, you can come in here and be like a David Morris and play as a true freshman. That's what they're selling. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing to sell, by the way. No. Um, yeah. So I hope that answered your question. Andy Healy on Twitter said, overpromised and underdelivered. Lots of don't want to limit the kids to only thinking bowl game talk. O has regressed and D is worst in the nation. I think that goes back to your identity. What is your identity? Yeah, I mean, there's not much you can add there. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's from Patrick. Patrick's a P1 of the radio show. He's unfortunately a Mariner fan and a Beaver fan, so sports <laughs> season's not particularly great for him um, a lot of the time. He says, do you agree with this air raid experiment that is currently going on? I hate it. Run the damn ball. Totally agree. You don't like the passing attack? No. Yeah. I think most people are now officially in that camp. Oregon State doesn't have an offensive line. I mean, that's that was my complaint with Riley, right? When, but at least he had this idea. You know, we I was going to say the identity. Do. I don't but think my, he meant it that way. I think he, you still knew Oregon State's identity. No, you knew identity Oregon State's identity. But you, my my deal with when you are running a pro style offense, it you need to have above average offensive linemen, like really good offensive linemen. You have to have really good wide receivers, mm-hmm. and you have to have a, a decent running back. A good running back and a great quarterback. Yeah. Okay. It, it takes too many parts of being great on the recruiting trail. Whereas if you have an RPO offense, you can get by with, you know, it's such a quick hitting offense and you have a quarterback that has to be, you know, assigned a, a defender mm-hmm. that you can get by with lesser recruits or, you know, lesser talent because it's such quick hitting and it's all scheme based. Right. By, Anderson trying to go pro style, and he could say he wasn't. He wasn't, you know, going air raid, but it's pretty evident in the I mean, numbers. We saw Jake we, Luton, and yeah. he kept saying 60 40 run, but it wasn't happening that way. Um, no, I, I this could be a good thing, but we'll see. All right. So there's kind of some of the reaction that I got just, and I know that's not a ton of them, but I, I mean, again, I put this out about two hours ago. And I apologize. I, I saw someone posted something in the lodge, um, because I seriously, Got kids out the door. Yeah. And then- You haven't been home. I have not seriously been home. Been and, a long day. Um, I thought I was going to get out of there earlier, be able to sit in, in the media room and do some stuff, yeah. get some stuff up. And then, you know, some like last minute meetings. When I get in Corvallis, sometimes I, I get 
you know, called into meetings and such. So just didn't happen. Yeah, it's okay. We'll um we'll get more questions. We got a game next week. Here's the good news, Beaver fan. They cannot lose this weekend. They can't. I they're don't. I wouldn't, by I wouldn't pick them. I wouldn't going to win. Yeah, I lose. wouldn't pick them to beat BYE, but um, I wouldn't pick them to lose either. I think it's gonna be a draw. Draw. Uh, anything else we want to get to? No. I. You know, there was a quick discussion about you know going home for bye week, and people on Blitz are all freaking out because some of these kids are going home. Right. They they have a walk through tomorrow. What and are they the freaking coach, out about? That they need to be in Corvallis. Football. Oh, they got gotcha. football, football, football. Yeah, but you can't practice them. You can only practice so much. The staff's going on the road. You got to get well, your yeah, you coaches on the road to recruit. Go on the road and get and some then, kids. And then, you know, some of these kids have been in Corvallis, A, all summer. Plus, they start up camp in July. Yeah. Some, you know, some of them have had tragedies at home, floods and natural disasters yeah. that they need to get home and just... And sometimes it's just nice to go home, have a home-cooked dinner, clear your head, See the get family, away, yeah, yeah. And, and come back ready for the next start of the season. And I asked Anderson that today about, um, you know, does he look at this as like kind of like a second season, right? You know, you've had your first third of a season, didn't go the way you want it. He said he doesn't change things, you know, it doesn't. Yeah. But he does, you know, hope these kids can, you know, get away from football a little bit, see their friends that are back in school, yeah. go home, whatever they need to do. Well, it's unfortunate that they got to play the dogs next weekend. Um, here's the good news. Washington plays Colorado, so maybe that's a tough, grinded-out game, and it takes them a lot to beat the Buffs in Boulder, and maybe they kind of overlook Oregon State and give you a chance, but I, I know most people are laughing by the, by now at, <laughs> at just the notion of that. Um, so I don't know. So Beaver fan, go out, watch some football this weekend. I don't. There's not even that many great games No, on. college is not a good weekend. Um, but uh, have some fun, barbecue with the friends, family, and then uh, we'll be back again next week. Yeah, we should have. Preview. I'm aiming to get a certain individual from okay. Oregon State on next week. So okay. if you can join me in studio, we'd be able I, to I'll be here. conduct that interview. And uh, it's questions for an individual that I, I really do have, and I'm curious to hear his thoughts. So hopefully that's coming next week, and then uh, we'll get you ready for Washington. Um Hang with us. We're here together. We're in yes, the crap we're in together. It together. All right. We're going to get out of this. They're going to get back to seven wins. And then we're all going to be like, hey, we're all glad we stuck with each other. That's right. It's raining. It's lightning. It's thundering in Portland today on a Wednesday. Thunder buddies for life. That's my motto. All right. We'll be back next week. Get ready for Washington with another edition of the damn podcast. Brandon Sprague, 1080 The Fan, Angie Machado, BeaverBlitz.com. We'll talk to you next week.